Blaseball is a blood sport, and the world that Blaseball exists in is one of horrors. The specifics of these horrors aren't terribly important, but just know that umpires may kill you, sometimes blood rains from the sky, and we're pretty sure that if Blaseball stops, existence will end. Blue League is also a blood sport, played by brave and awesome kids in that same world. Blue Leaguers use magic, science, teamwork, and feelings to fight against the horrors of the Blaseball universe. If they survive, they'll learn about themselves and the power of friendship. But only if they survive. Today is a very special day for the Somerville Sunflowers, your Little League team. It is the first day of winter practice, which means two things. One, there are new players to meet. And two, there is also a delivery truck from the Little League Office of Tactical Interventions and Bake-at-Home Pizza Sales uh, coming by to drop off dozens of Bake-at-Home Pizza Kits. Now, those Bake-at-Home Pizza Kits are your primary fundraiser for the Somerville uh, Sunflowers. And so it's really your job to sell those. But thankfully, you don't really need to try too hard to sell them. Bake-at-home pizza kits practically sell themselves. So let's uh, start creating where exactly you all are here. Uh, I want to talk about the Somerville Sunflowers home field, where the Sunflowers play. So I want one of you to name the field. And then everyone else to give me one fact about the field, what it looks like, where it is, notable features, anything really. It's called Longstock Field. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what about Longstock Field do we like? Well, what, what's, what's, cool, what's, what's cool about Longstock Field, it's called Longstock Field because this used to be Fort Longstock. Uh, it used to be a, a military base that they, they converted into a, a little league field. In mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all along the, the foul lines, there are these really long, tall stalks of just like reeds and weeds that grow up really, really tall. And you do not, you don't want a ball to get stuck there because you mm-hmm. have to get it out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a few inches wide, but somehow you always get lost. Yeah, and we tried to plant some sunflowers in the weeds a couple of years ago as a, mm-hmm. in third grade as a project. We meant to plant the sunflowers where the weeds are, um, but they perished. Yeah. Yeah. Every, um, every, like every single night around 1135-ish, a deep fog settles over the entire field and doesn't clear until 430. You can't see through it. Yeah, it's um, it's one of the the many things that makes Longstalk Field really give you that home field advantage. Um, really, every Little League field has some particular quirk about it that you know inspires the home team and terrifies the the away team. With Longstalk Field, though. It kind of terrifies everybody, including all of you. It's the night fog, which mm-hmm. is very tricky. The uh, perpetual fear of hitting a foul ball and getting lost in the reeds. Um, all of that is very real and, and very manifest. 
In point of fact, one thing I want to add about that time you tried to plant sunflowers along the foul lines is you all planted them. And then that night, the fog rolled in. Mm. Next morning, the fog fog rolled out. And in the middle of the outfield, when the fog rolled out, burned into the outfield grass was just the word, no. And so that was the one time you really tried to alter Longstalk Field. We didn't uh, try anymore after yeah, that. We learned our lesson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and so, you know, you've you've come instead of you know committing yourselves to making the field different, you really committed to kind of learning its quirks and appreciating it for for what it is. So it's been a little while since you've been at Longstalk Field, but you are all thrilled to be back since it is the beginning of uh winter practice. Yeah. And yeah. so you know, you all, uh, you all drove there together in, um, who's, uh, whose parents drove, parent or parents drove you here today? It's Mindy's, it's yeah. Mindy's yeah. parents. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again, Mindy. Thank you. My Mindy. dad, Mr. Mathers. Mr. Mathers. Thank you, Mr. Mathers. My dad, Mr. Mathers, drives us a lot of places. Mm-hmm. We love the math wagon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the math wagon is the name of the Toyo, uh, the Toyota Camry from 2002 that is serving the Mathers family well and bravely. And Mr. Mathers is in the front seat. And he looks back because all four of you were insistent in sitting in the back seat together. Mm-hmm. And he looks back and everyone says, well, I hope you're all excited for today's practice. Yeah, yeah of course, course we are, Mr. Mathers. Yeah, of course. I'm excited for the pizza. Oh, I'm going to just buy a lot for myself. Yeah. I'm be honest. How many do you think you could eat, Slums? <laughs> oh, how many do you think I can? Or how many have I ate in one sitting? Uh, how many have you? <laughs> my 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 current uh, my current upper limit is nine. Slums, oh my goodness gracious! I bet you got pizza all over your shirt. Yeah, how else do you eat pizza? That's amazing. Yikes. That's disgusting. I'm gonna get. I'm doing ten then. Oh, <laughs> good luck. Gauntlet I don't prone. know you too. You fall into a coma <laughs> <laughs> around eight or nine. I'd be so happy though. You know, that's not a bad way to live. You buy the pizza, you eat the pizza, and then you settle in for a nice post-pizza nap. Mm-hmm. Mm. When I was a Little League player in my youth, I used to do oh. the same thing. Yeah. Oh, I love this story. I love this story. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, well, here's all right, here's what it is is the tradition used to be when I played Little League, we would all get the pizzas and we would gather around in the infield and one of us would open up their pizza, even though we didn't take it home to bake it because it's a bake-at-home pizza. We opened it up and we ate all the ingredients raw. (gasps) (laughs) I know what we're doing today. No Uh, way, Blah. These are bacon rye pizzas. You don't bake them, they don't rise. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so you are you are pondering the the uh the the emotional and physical toll of eating or not eating unbaked bacon rise pizzas by the time you get to Longstalk Field. And Mr. Mathers pulls up and unlocks the doors and you all trundle out with your Equipment and your hopes for a new and exciting season. <laughs> yeah, we trundle. Yeah, we trundle as a team. 
you trundle as a team. And so as you, you know, you, uh, you, you cross and you walk behind the, uh, walk behind the dugout and then go through the fence out into the infield, you see a mix of faces, you know, and faces you don't new season means, uh, some, some current players and some new players, mm-hmm. but one face that is uh, always consistent is, uh, your coach, Rebecca Martinez, who is not an alien. And uh, Coach M gathers you all around and, you know, you all kind of stand together and it's, everyone's in a big circle and you're all just kind of giving all the other, all the other players, uh, you know, a bit of a, an examining glance. And, you know, everyone seems happy to be here and, uh, and frankly, they should be. Um, you know, Coach uh, Martinez, uh, who, again, is not an alien, blows her whistle and says, uh, all right, everyone. All right. If everyone could pay attention to me, I want to start by saying welcome to winter practice. Yay! Yay. Whether the Somerville Sunflowers win plenty of games or, like last season, zero games, one thing is certain. We are going to respect each other. We are going to value each other's contributions. And we are going to champion the values of friendship and being human beings that were born on Earth. Yeah. I'd like each of you to go around, starting with our experienced players, and she points to all of you, (laughs) and say your name, say what position you play, and something interesting about yourself. All right, I'll start. Uh, uh, my name's Morgan Woodstock. Um, she, her, hers. And she, her, hers. I, well, I'm first pitcher. And uh, what do I say about myself? Um, I don't know. I met, met, I met Nick Winkler. That was pretty cool. Yeah. You never told me you didn't know Nick Winkler. When did that happen? It happened. It happened last week. I wanted to. I wanted to share it. Didn't you tell the story? Because <laughs> then I would get to talk about it now. I don't know. Don't make such a big deal. It's all cool. It's a big deal by itself. Tell it. Tell it. Tell it. Tell it. Tell it. Fine. Ah, uh, I was at Wegman's, and yeah, well, Wegman's. Nick Winkler shopped at Wegmans. My mom and my mom and Ryan got got a promotion. They both did, and so we got to shop at Wegmans. And guess who happened to be? I don't know, shopping for frozen pizzas at the same time that we were shopping for frozen. Does that mean that he'll buy our pizzas? What? He was shopping for frozen pizzas. Nick Winkler was shopping for frozen pizzas. That's right. That means that we can try to sell him the pizza kits and see him again. Oh, that's true. Oh, he was at Wegmans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zubs, he was at Wegmans. You got it, buddy. <laughs> that's so cool. Anyway, I said that I was a fan, and and he, he patted me on the shoulder and said, said thank you. you! On the shoulder, yes, stop! It's don't. 
Yeah, I'm friends with him. It's no big deal. I mean, he did pat me on the shoulder, I guess. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's what's cool about me, huh? All right. Thank you, Morgan. Who wants to go next? How are we supposed to top that? Yeah, wow, way to bury the lead. Oh, I guess I'll go next. Blah! Anyways, hi, my name's Severus Zlobin, but please call me Zlobs. That's what I go by. Uh, He, him, his. I'm your catcher. You can tell by all the the armor that I'm wearing. Uh, So, yeah. uh, yeah. Hey, hey, Darby, come over here. Uh, Yeah. Hit me on the back. With your bat. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't be careful. It's more fun that way. Okay, ready? Yeah. Back injuries are among the most common <laughs> of the ah! That didn't really hurt. Yeah, Slobs has, um, as all of you know, a, um, a set of highly advanced uh, catcher's gear that has, uh, that has benefited him both behind the plate and in the kind of combat that you all uh, face as Little League players. Um, as, as you all know, because you've lived this life for a little while, once your parents sign those permission slips allowing you to play Little League, you carry not just the burden of getting out there and doing your best on the baseball field, but you are also now a crack team of mystery solvers and monster hunters. Yes. And um, Zlobs' body armor has saved him more times than you can count. Mm-hmm. So, as dangerous as it is to swing a baseball bat at a 10-year-old, this 10-year-old is protected by some of the most advanced polycarbonate monster-proof battle armor there is. It's great. Um also, I guess uh, I just, actually I, this, this morning my uh, my driver's license came in the mail. You have a driver's license? Yeah, I got a driver's license. What? That's amazing. To get a license in the state of Massachusetts, you need to be sixteen and a half years old because you must have completed six months of driver's training after receiving your permit. Yeah, what Mindy said. Thank you, Mavis. I, I know a lot of people. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. No, I legit. I, I take out. I take out my license. I legit have a Massachusetts driver's license. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing, um, wow. Mindy Morgan and, and Darby, that you've noticed about Zlobs. The four of you are are thick as thieves. You're incredibly tight. the The infield that you all play is uh, is a good, strong infield. But there's Something about Zlobs that you've been unable to unlock. He has a an almost shocking number of contacts in the kind of the little league world that, you know, have come through for him in a pinch in the past in a way that, um, Mindy, you have documented very extensively yourself, but have not yet been able to kind of put all together. So as strange as it is for a 10-year-old baseball catcher to have a functioning Massachusetts driver's license, it may not be the weirdest thing about slobs. Hmm. That's again, my chicken. You surprised me, slobs. Uh, Coach M kind of nods and says, well, thank you, slobs, and congratulations you, on your driver's license. It is the sign of a responsible human being to have one. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Lobs. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. 
<clears throat> Who's next? Uh, I can go. Uh, hey, uh, I'm Darby. Darby Darcy. Uh, I play shortstop. Uh, unlike Zlabs, I've never driven a car. Uh, but I did used to have a Pegasus. And I once, uh, I once won a competition. It was a race on my Pegasus. Uh, so that's pretty cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you were uh, a Pegasus girl? I was a Pegasus girl, yeah. I mean, once you're a Pegasus girl, you're always a Pegasus girl, you know? Yeah. I'm not ashamed of it. No, you can make fun of me if you want to. No, it's so cool. We you won't. We respect you. Yeah, we, we, we love you. Thank you. Pegasus uh, girl forever. Yeah. Maybe I can. No, my mom would never let me get one now. I, 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 I know a person. You shouldn't tell me that, slobs. Okay, sorry. We'll talk about this later. Because no. It's fine. We'll talk about it. Okay, we're going to. We'll, yeah, talk to me about it later. That's me. Go Mindy back. Mathers. Welcome back. Thank you. My name is Mindy Mathers. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And um, um, I'm just a regular kid. I don't have a driver's license or a Pegasus. And I didn't meet Nick Winkler. That's so cool. Um, uh, I go to the Somerville School. And I... I uh, have a Nana, and she was in the war. Oh. Mm. Nana. Nana. Truly, war is one of the great failings of our shared human race that mm-hmm. all of us here are a part of. Um, uh, Minty, has your Nana ever told you which war? The war. Oh, I see. Oh. Well. She must be very brave. She is. And old. Sorry. Mm. Mm. That's okay. She's really old. (laughs) Well, thank the four of you for getting us started. Let's hear from everyone else. And uh, actually, let's let's build one of your one of your teammates here. So you know, we already have a you know a, a starting pitcher, a catcher, a second baseman, and a shortstop. So. What is the uh, the name, position, and two interesting facts about another one of your teammates? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them's Salamander Scoot. Deep right field. <laughs> Salamander yeah. Scoot. Deep right. Deep right. Deep right. So deep. He's so, so fast. Deep. You know when people say blink and you miss it? Um, that's like Salamander School. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the lankiest person I've ever seen. Super skinny, tall. Yeah. Yeah. His arms are almost as long as his legs. It's like a body like a like a like a razor scooter. Yeah. Which is like the opposite of Nicole Orby. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Nicole Orby in deep in deep left. Yeah, She's like Nic- a roller skate. Nicole Orby rolls. Yeah. yeah, which 
I mean, if she's trying to catch a ball, you know, I know I get the instinct to be like, come on, just stand up and run after it. But she honestly rolls faster than she runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the four of you, uh, Zlobs, Morgan, Darby, and Mindy, um, the four of you plus Salamander and Nicole are the only six returning players. Everybody else is new. So the, uh, you know, getting to know them um, is, uh, you know, really, really interesting. Everyone goes around and answers. Uh, every so often, Coach M will ask a probing question to, to get some of the shyer ones talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone does answer and is very excited to, uh, to be there. Um, you know, and they, you know, they all just seem good. Like, some of them are obviously a year younger than you. And the, the, the trick is you look at all of them and think, oh, nine years old. Mm-hmm. Ah, sweet summer children of only nine. The things you will see. But, uh, you know, they, drama. <laughs> yeah. When I was nine, I didn't have any secrets. What? <laughs> what? Anyway, uh, <laughs> when the introductions are all done, uh, Coach Martinez starts looking around and then looks at her watch, her remarkably advanced looking watch, and uh, kind of starts scanning the horizon. And you realize that, all of you, that the Bake at Home pizza kit delivery truck was supposed to be here already, and it is not. Hmm. In your experience in Blood League, the Bake at Home pizza kit delivery truck is never late. Mm. They are as reliable as the sunrise itself. Mm. And the truck is not here. Mm. Something's up. It should be here by now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like what? They... Can I... Like... Can I read a bad situation? Yes, you can. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Coach M looks at the looks at the four of you with that look you know very well, which is infield, get to it. And then Coach M tries to kind of calm herself and the rest of the team down by getting them into some fielding drills. So the four of you kind of subtly peel off from the rest of the team. So you're all clustered up. And yes, Morgan, read a bad situation. Oh. oh no! We're all we're definitely we're in our spot, which is underneath the bleachers, underneath the underneath the uh, the announcers' box. Yeah, so you're you're down there. You've got supplies down there, some tarps hung up so that you can, you know, you can kind of meet and work in private. It's almost like your little field base. So you're under there, Morgan, reading a bad situation. So that's two d six plus sharp. Tell me what you get. Nine. Nine. Fantastic. So that is a partial success, which means that you can look at the read a bad situation list and ask me one question from that list. Are there dangers we haven't noticed? Yes, there is a thin plume of black smoke on the horizon. Maybe a mile that way. I'm going to point it out to everyone. (laughs) Ah, Smoke. Calm down, Slob. No, it's something that's dangerous or industry. 
but also dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's only, because this used to be a, a fort, there's really only one road in and out. It's like the service road that goes through kind of forests and thick reeds and everything. And yeah, it looks like a mile down that road is this thin plume of smoke rising. Yeah, it, must be, it, must have something, it must have something to do with that car alarm that's going off. Perhaps an emergency? Wait a minute. You Does have a crash? driver's license. Yeah. Maybe we could maybe we could get into a car and go to the source. <gasps> well, it look, looks like Mr. Mathers left his car there unattended. The math wagon? <laughs> the math wagon. We're not math. supposed to take it without permission slash ever because we're 10. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I handed my license over to Mindy. Uh, what does it say on this piece of plastic? Driver's license. Uh huh. This is this is lawful, baby. I guess if it's an emergency, my dad will understand. Yeah, you're. Um, you know, you all head over to the the 2002 Toyota Camry, and it is indeed unattended. Um, you see actually Mr. Mathers, uh, sitting in the outfield as he is wont to do for practices, uh, reading this absolutely enormous book he has that just says math on it. And he's just pouring through it page after page. And Mindy, as long as you've been alive, you've never seen him actually make it to the end, but you think he's making steady progress. Uh, but yeah, he's sitting on a bluff in the, in the outfield, um, and you walk up to uh, you walk up to the car and you open it, uh, and the the door is unlocked, but there are no keys in here, which mm-hmm. means you're going to have to hotwire this thing. Now, oh boy, I'm excited to do that. I uh, take out my multi tool. Yep, got out the multi tool, and uh, just give me a two d six plus sharp roll. Game master. Yes. Can I see my dad? You can. Yeah, you are, uh, you know, over kind of the hood of the car. You see him kind of up on the up on the hill, his nose deep in the book of math. Okay, I don't have time to run over, but I hope he knows that we'll be back soon. Here's hoping. Yeah, he, um, you know, as for now, what's his favorite food? Hot dog. So he has a, um, you know, a cooler full of hot dogs and every so often he'll reach in and, and <laughs> eat a hot dog in two or three bites and then get back to the book. And oh, he'll be fine for a while. He'll probably be okay for a little bit. <laughs> but all right, slobs. Seven, um, baby. You just got seven. It. Okay. I'm going to give you a choice. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> three things. I'm going to give you three things. And two of them are going to be true. You have to tell me which two are true. Oh, boy. You start this car. Uh Uh-huh. You make an awful mess. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I I, I make a mess? That's that's a good thing? Oh, hold on. Listen to all three choices. Um, You start this car. You make an awful mess. And... uh, you inexplicably um, cause the trunk to catch on fire. 
Oh, no. I definitely start the car. Um, Cars on. (laughs) Cars on. Great. Uh, So good so far. uh, (laughs) I'm going to make a mess. Yeah. So you just make an awful mess of things. And, you know, you you have to kind of rip the, um, you know, rip the, the, the the dashboard console out. And so it's just a tangle of wires and, as you're kind of sifting through trying to find the two wires to kind of knit together with the multi-tool, you see this weird purple wire that is, you know, kind of sheathed, and there's writing on it that says um, trunk system activate. Do not tamper. Do not tamper. And so you kind of put that one aside, and then you end up finding the finding the appropriate things to get together, and you turn the car on. The whole front of the car is just covered in wires and the glove box is open and all the contents have fallen out. But this car is on and rolling. So, uh, yeah, you kind of peel out in the math wagon and drive up to the um, drive up to where the smoke is coming from. It is indeed on this service road heading here. Uh, and as you get closer, the uh, smoke actually starts to dissipate. But you see where it is coming from. The delivery truck is a sight to see. It is still on four wheels, but the entire roof has been torn off. Like a lid was peeled off a can of beans. I parallel park. You parallel park very deftly as you had uh, recently re-earned your driver's license, and that was a thing you did very well. Nice job, Bobs. Yeah, I'm good at I'm, I'm, it's, I, I actually like it. Most people don't like parallel parking, but I find it very soothing. That was pretty smooth. That was pretty smooth. Yeah, thanks. Well, there's Wait, a deli- delivery truck in need of help. All right, let's, uh, let's get let's out. Go, let's go check out the delivery yeah. truck. Yes, you all uh, trundle out of the car for the second time today. As, as a team. As a team. We trundle. You yeah. trundle. And yeah, this thing is just an absolute mess. The fr- I mean, the first thing you look for is the driver, and you cannot find a driver anywhere. Um, is there blood, or is there lots of sauce? Sauce. Actually... Let's have someone investigate a mystery to get the answer to that question and many more. Mm. Mm. So investigate a mystery is 2d6 plus sharp. So who is, uh, who is feeling particularly attentive today? <laughs> Mathers, what's up? I'm going to investigate. <gasps> that means, right. if you, if, uh, Mindy, if, if you investigate, that means this is a mystery. Yeah. We are we are we calling it? Are we calling it a mystery? I'm calling it. It's a mystery. I feel like this is pretty mysterious. Darby, this is a mystery. This is a mystery, and that's a quorum. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Quorum, time to investigate. All right, tell me what you get. Eleven. <laughs> Very good. Thank um, you. So, yeah, you, um, you, you get out of the car and, you know, Zlobs, Morgan, Darby, you all kind of create a perimeter and Mindy, you start 
kind of going through here. And boy, the more you look at it, the weirder it gets. Um, because yeah. you got 11, I will, uh, I will describe a couple of things before you can ask uh, the questions that you get to ask. Okay. <laughs> um, not only is the roof torn off, fully torn off, but it's been thrown maybe 20 feet away. The side of the truck are covered in holes. They're generally circular. And, you know, the metal of it kind of buckled outward. It's almost like someone, it's like someone took a vacuum cleaner with like one of the the nozzle attachments and like put it against a piece of paper and like ripped the paper kind of thing. Um, So it's like these kind of suction holes. The Bake at home pizza kits and the driver are both gone. And not only that, the place is immaculate. No. Yeah. Aside from the metal being twisted and, you know, wrenched apart and the suction holes in the side, there is no blood or sauce or anything in here. Anything made of that is gone. Um, They cleaned house. What they did? There's, there's no, there's no sweet sauce. There's, there's, there's none of that tomato paste, uh, ambrosia of the gods. No. Whoever did this must have really liked pizza, or really hated it. So, Mindy, Mm -hmm. you can now ask three questions from the investigate a mystery list. Three. Three. Um. Okay what happened here? Okay. Mindy, what is it like when you go into a psychic trance? Um, for me, it's kind of like meditating, except for that. Um, if you've ever meditated before, it's kind of like you notice a noise or you notice you know, what your seat feels like. And for me, instead of noticing regular sounds, it's more like I notice a really high-pitched screeching noise and I notice that everything's purple. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. And so you kind of go into that screeching purple place as you kind of stretch your mind out over um, over the, the, the pizza delivery truck. <sighs> the thing that happened here is that it was attacked by something big and something not human. Hmm. Uh, where did it go? I'm going to leave that up to you, Mindy. It went one of two places. It sprinted towards the nearest Wegmans, or it is currently in the middle of a busy parking lot. Oh, towards the Wegmans, right up Harvard Street. Right up Harvard Street. There's only so much traffic. Whatever this thing is, it's heading towards the Wegmans. No! And one more question. What here is not as it seems? Hmm. 
you take a look in the driver's seat. And your fear was that the driver may have been consumed or stolen with the rest of the pizza. But you realize that, like, the seatbelt was undone, the truck was put into park, and there is no identifiable stop. In fact, the registration for the truck and all of that stuff has been taken. So the sense you get is the driver probably knew this attack was coming and decided to leave. They abandoned the pizzas. Who abandoned the pizzas? The driver. That's, that's dishonorable. The driver knew what was about to happen. Did, did, did the purple tell you that? This creature's headed right towards Wegmans. Oh, no. No! no! What if Nick is still there? Oh, we gotta save Nick! I've been to Wegmans before. I can get us there fast. Wow, way to flex. Do you want to see Nick Winkler? Yes, I'm sorry. Um, Darby, are you going to access the wingway? I am accessing the the wingway and I'm taking everybody with me. Okay. Wingway to Wegmans. So, Darby, um, as an angel living on Earth, you have a number of skills um, and gifts that you've transported with you. Even, um, you know, even though you left on uh, maybe not the best of terms, you still are greatly possessed of these gifts. And one of the most important and powerful you have is access to the wingway, the angelic transportation network that allows you to take yourself and others from time to time to uh, important places, uh, Wegmans being an important place. So what do you look like and what does it look like when you and other people access the wingway? Yeah. So what I look like is just a little bit of my armor comes on. So some of my feathers start to grow from my, from my wings, even though I'm not like not really flying, but you know, it helps. It it helps. Um, and then I start to glow this sort of like blackish glow though, like black silverish glow. And then when we're being transported somewhere for everyone else, what it you can't really see anything, but it's sort of like, it's almost like you're being hit with feathers in your face, like over and over and over as you're oh, spinning, yeah, like a which like, could, fight. could be pleasant, but it's not, it's not pleasant. It kind of hurts. Uh, and sometimes people get rashes and I get nauseous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden you're there. Like I, I can feel that when we're getting there, but for anyone else, it's just, you're in the wingway and then you're out of the wingway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It is, uh, for those that are not angels or other divine creatures, it is very disorienting and very much plays with your sense of time and balance. However, there is something heading towards a Wegmans and Nick Winkler may or may not be there. And so you all gather around and Darby does what she does. Uh, Darby, roll 2d6 plus weird. Tell me what you get. 
five. Oh. Okay. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So you you circle up and you know, kind of the the the, the holy armor um, you know, kind of glows resplendently and we're all holding hands. You're all holding hands in a circle, and Darby closes her eyes, and all of you close your eyes. And then it feels like you are just falling. Not straight yeah. down, but down and at an angle, like you're tumbling all backwards. Yeah. And Darby, you know Mm-mm. immediately that something wrong is happening. Um, you, uh, you start kind of tumbling. Darby, you, you, you risk opening your eyes which is a thing, you're, you're buffeted by both blinding light and blinding darkness when you actually open your eyes in the wingway. <laughs> but you see yourself kind of moving through this haze at incredible speed towards the Wegmans. Like you have the Wegmans in your mind's eye. You see it in the distance. Their resplendent big Wegman sign full of delicious food. But as you're moving towards it, you feel this pull, this pull down towards the ground as if something is trying to reach up from the earth and grab you out of the sky and yank you down to the surface. And that kind of pulls you out of the wingway. Um, And so all of you kind of open your eyes at the same time because you are buffeted by wind and realize that you are currently in the sky uh, probably 20 feet up and kind of zipping along parallel to the ground. And you all kind of, oh. you're all holding your hands and you're in the sky and you start tumbling and you end up kind of smashing through a couple of nice big trees and go crashing through branches and tumbling down and you kind of smash down um, probably a block or two away from the Wegmans. You all take one harm because oh. you, that was a rough landing. Oh. Um, can I, can I, uh, can I shield spell the ground before we all hit it? You can certainly try. <laughs> uh, that'll be, uh, that will be 2d6 plus, um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's your, co- that's your shield spell magic. Okay. Yeah. Roll 2d6. Uh, well, you have to protect someone. So roll 2d6 plus tough. Tell me what oh. you do. Yeah, don't don't protect me. I'm actually fine. Okay. Uh, then it'll be Darcy and Ma- Mathers. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is <laughs> uh, eight. <laughs> okay. So the uh, the good news, uh, Mindy and Darby, is that you are not harmed. Um, the vaguely bad news is Morgan. You still take that one harm. Uh-huh. So. Uh, Morgan, you, you realize that, um, you know, you kind of pop out of the wingway and you're in the sky and tumbling towards the ground. And you realize that you have maybe half a second to use some kind of magical power to blunt the landing. Um, what does it look like, um, Morgan, what does it look like when you use your magic? Um, I take a baseball and I throw it like a pitch. <laughs> so that's right. Morgan, as starting pitcher, you instinctually have a bandolier of, of baseballs and you, mm-hmm. you kind of grab one and just in your hand, it starts kind of s- swelling up with magical energy and it's kind of pulsing with this protect magic. And as you're kind of 
tumbling head over heels. You kind of line up with the ground and throw a pretty good, uh, pretty good strike that hits the hits the pavement right where uh, right where you want it to. And as the ball hits the pavement, there's this kind of temporary, like bluish bubble, almost like the ground turns into a bouncy castle for just a second, and that's just enough to. Uh, cushion the landing of Mindy and Darby and Morgan. You, you end up taking the damage because you kind of fly a little bit over it and smash your shoulder pretty hard. Your non-pitching shoulder, thankfully. Mm-hmm. And then kind of get back up. Um, yeah, you're on a uh, you're on a side street that leads to the Wegmans parking lot. And you're all kind of standing there. And it's at roughly this moment that you hear the uh, the unmistakable soundtrack of any good mystery Glass shattering and lots of people screaming. The freezers. The freezers. The freezers. The freezers. The pizza. We gotta go. Oh, the s'mores cheesecake pizza. So, yeah. You all start sprinting up this side street towards uh, towards the Wegmans parking lot. And you get to the outskirts of the parking lot and you see one heck of a sight. Um, a couple of cars have been toppled over. Whatever hit the side of that Wegmans and made a hole, by the way, in the big glass facade, pretty much went in a straight line, knocking over cars as it went. It then apparently smashed through the glass of the entryway to Wegmans and is currently in the freezer section. There are people streaming out of the Wegmans Though you can see as you get closer, some brave folks are still waiting in line for their groceries. Yeah, I, 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 I imagine. I imagine the is is the hot bar okay? The hot bar is okay. People are uh, putting together big piles of mac and cheese with General Gao's chicken on top of it, oh. and smiling warmly at each other, trying to uh, stave off the the terror that is assuredly assailing the freezer section right now. And so you kind of run down, you know, through the through the aisles of, of the Wegmans. And the entire back of the Wegmans, the lights are all out. Um, you know, the bulbs have been all smashed and shattered. And the freezer, two of the doors of the freezer case have been kind of smashed in. And in the dark rear freezer area where racks and racks of milk are kept, you just hear Did any of you understand that? No. I did. What? It's the sound of hunger. It's the sound of hunger. Oh. It's the sound of a mystery that's about to be solved by the infield. That's right. Let's go towards the noise. Yeah. So you all kind of form up into battle formation and walk through. So, um, so slowly trundle as a, as a team. Slowly trundle, you know, through the freezer section. You leave, you know, the paper goods section and the the cat and dog food section and the cat and dog toy section, mm-hmm. heading towards this noise. Yeah. It's getting louder, of course, as you get there. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Me too, Darcy. Yeah, I feel, I feel hunger growing in my stomach. You are, in fact, all getting hungry. <gasps> and not just hungry, 
ravenously hungry. I want all of you to roll 2d6 plus tough. Anyone that gets a six or less, let me know. Oh, no. I'm not tough. <laughs> I uh, I, uh, apparently, neither am I. <laughs> I got a six. I got a six. I got a 14. <laughs> 14! I got a ten. Uh, so, <laughs> Darby, you you know stride forward. Are you are you preparing for battle? Yes. Oh yeah. So you know you walk forward. Uh, describe to to us what happens when your armor actually fully comes yeah. in. So the first thing that happens is bright yellow and black feathers descend from my arms into wings but they're feathers but they're also armor so if you they they look like they're bird feathers but they're actually incredibly protective and they also cover my chest and then an armored feathered head uh headpiece comes and covers my face you can kind of imagine like a, a a black and yellow and silver goose it's less angelic and more bird-like but very effective. Yeah. And so you start kind of moving towards the hole in the freezer section. You draw your flaming sword as a choir of angels sing. And, you know, you're about to look back and make sure you're all about to charge at the same time when you see Zlobs, Mindy, and Morgan completely overcome with hunger, (laughs) dumping boxes of dry pasta into their mouth. Flop, mini. Get down, you cursed noodle. I keep going toward the sound because I don't think I can overcome that hunger for them. No, they, uh, all of you are starting to sate your hunger with this dry pasta that hopefully will hydrate in your stomach later. But Darby, you kind of walk forward and head into the, the freezer section the flaming sword casting, you know, holy crackling orange and yellow light uh, through the, the the shadowy cavernous freezing cold freezer. You see first the movement. A tentacle of sorts kind of slithers across the ground and grabs a giant like 60 pack of freezer appetizers that fancy people put in the oven for dinner parties and it just like rips it out and starts you know you hear like the <laughs> sound of frozen spanakopita triangles just being digested and you move forward and see it the hunger it's like an octopus made of mouths and it is oh. currently absorbing the contents of the freezer section at <laughs> All of you, Slobs, Mindy, Morgan, you, uh, eventually kind of the hunger leaves you as you've <laughs> eaten several pounds of dry pasta, and you, oh. you head towards it. Mindy, you feel this spike in your mind of intense pain and intense hunger, <sighs> and you realize that it's coming from that thing. You all form up behind Darby and see it. 
it's not only big, but it's getting bigger. The more it eats, the more it expands. Another tendril shoots out from one of its mouths, and another mouth forms at the end. And it begins chewing through some butter pecan ice cream. No, no. that's the best kind! All right. All right. All right. I have a plan. What is Throw me in its mouth. What? Throw you in its mouth? Throw me in its mouth. It's a good plan. I'll be fine. Trust me. Slobs, wait. Do you want it to eat you? Temporarily. Okay. You're going to do something when you're in there. Yeah, it's temporary. I I look at the hunger and I would like it, it, the hunger, to look at Zlobs and see a giant cinnamon bun. Sounds pretty good to me. I am going to say that will be manipulate someone. No, wait, you know what? Telepathy. Telepathy. (laughs) Telepathy. 2d6 plus weird. Tell me how you do. Yeah. Eleven. And what is it exactly you want Zlobs to look at? Look like, rather? Cinnamon bun. Big cinnamon bun to the hunger. We shift our view to that of the hunger. The hunger's field of vision is not just one thing. It's a hundred things. Wildly moving. It's like you're in a, like, it's like you're looking at a hundred monitors from a hundred different cameras. All of them flying wildly from ice cream to chocolate milk, from frozen breakfast burritos to frozen pizzas. It's all moving, and every so often one of those eyes just kind of winks out and turns into a mouth and absorbs, and then another eye opens. So the the life of the hunger is one of constant feeding, in which it's just constantly looking for what to eat and then eating it. And then all of a sudden one of the eyes focuses on for a second a 10-year-old wearing a catcher's uniform, but it blinks, one of the eyes blinks, and when it reopens, it's a delicious cinnamon roll covered mm-hmm. in cream cheese frosting. Mm-hmm. Just all is hot, and the cream cheese frosting is cold, and so you see it start to melt and soften around the edge. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The very top of it is dusted with walnuts and brown sugar. Mm, my dad makes those. All of a sudden, all of the eyes start turning and looking at the cinnamon roll. I got him. Get ready, Zlobs. And the cinnamon roll's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Zlobs, you are seeing this thing, this ball of eyes and mouths and tentacles rolling towards you like summer thunder in the winter of Wegman's freezer section. Yes. And all of it opens up into a giant mouth, Zlobs, and swallows you whole. Play ball, baby. You take three harm. Minus two. This, you are now in a world of teeth. Everything is darkness and teeth. And you are being crunched and mushed. But you feel the armor holding. You also feel something like a tooth in your side, but the armor is holding. Slobs, you're inside this thing. What do you want to do? Great. Uh... Yeah, so I'm currently like in the mouth. Is is it like? Is there like 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 a channel down to like a, like a digestive area? Oh, it's all one big thing. 
Its digestive area slash mouth is essentially a cave full of teeth. Great. Um, What I want to do is, uh, from my bandolier of grenades, is just pull them all off. I have a special string that can rip all the the, the cords at once, and I'm just going to throw them in. So you kind of raise up your arm and kind of pull the string and yank all the pins off your bandolier of grenades and toss them further into this cave-like hunger monster. Uh, roll to kick some butt. Uh, nine. All right. So you um, you kind of you tumble forward. You throw the grenades down. You're in its throat, but you throw it more down this throat cavey thing, and uh, you know immediately turn and start running towards the exit. But there is no exit. It's literally just all teeth. So, Zlobs, there are a bunch of grenades that are about to go off, and you're stuck in here. Yep. Morgan and or Darby, what do one of you want to do? I want to use my flaming sword to cut off the tentacle that's closest to Zlobs. Got it. So, what you see, Darby, is, you know, this giant ball of you know, Lovecraftian nonsense that's flailing. And you see kind of towards one side the vague image of a 10-year-old wearing catcher's gear. And so you need to kind of swing and open up a hole. So, yes, roll to kick some butt. Uh... Another 14. (laughs) (laughs) Almost didn't believe in myself. Uh, I I was afraid. (laughs) Okay. So, um, you take Darby two damage, but you also step forward and wind up and with this big looping swing bring your flaming sword across the side of this thing. Two tentacles go flying, and a hole starts opening in its side. Jets of blue and green blood start spraying all over the freezer section. Um, Yeah, Darby, you are hit with this this blood. (laughs) One of the tentacles kind of slices open your leg. Zlobs, there's a hole. There's daylight. There's your friends. In point of fact, you see the fire of a flaming sword. Uh, you start sprinting towards that exit. Morgan, what do you want to do? I'm going to start protecting people as best as I possibly can. Got it. So you have your uh, protection. Uh, you have your protection spell. Who would you like to protect with it? Um, at the moment, it's oh, Darcy that has the most damage that's currently in the most danger right now, right? Unless slobs need help. Mm, your <laughs> choice. Yeah. I, I I imagine this like thing's huge and it's like it's a whole like the hole's like above the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can uh if you cast a protect spell, you can protect either Zlobs or Darby from the next damage that they would receive. So okay. pick one of them. Uh Darcy because you currently took two damage and Zlobs has a shield. Or, uh, Fair armor. enough. So, yeah, Morgan, uh, roll 2d6 plus weird. Tell me what you get. All right, all right. I got... Uh, 10. 
Okay, so you you kind of you you kind of get down, you know, you wait, you you look for the count, you shake off a bad sign, you shake your head for a good sign, you draw back a uh, draw back a ball and throw it, and it strikes Darby in the side, and just this crackling bluish orb of protection kind of forms around her for a moment. Zlobs. You need to get out of this thing before the grenades explode. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say act under pressure. Uh, great. Because uh, I'm a... No, wait, never mind. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm good at this. Uh, <laughs> five. Okay. Oh, so, uh, like, I, I definitely... I, I make it to the end. Like, uh, but I turn around to do something cool. Like, I, I prepare like a cool phrase and turn down my, my shades. <laughs> so, what is it? So, you, yeah, you kind of are running back through the hunger and crawling its way through the teeth and the weird mushiness inside here, and you kind of get up to where the the exit is that that Darby made with her flaming sword, and you turn back and look back into the middle of this cavernous beast. And what do you say? I, uh, I, so I, I turn on my shades and I say, you're out. Boom. The explosion happens and you go flying backwards out of this thing, like an arrow from a bow. You (laughs) smash through a, uh, a display set of, um, of tiny freezer pastries, which sort of cushion your fall, but not really. You take three damage after, after harm reduction. Uh, no, I'm always going to give it to you before harm reduction. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. You've got great armor. It's great. So, yeah. You, you kind great. of smash through. You're out. You say as, you know, you're, you're bits of mini cheesecakes rain down on you. Um, the hunger has blown in half. But the problem is one half of it is still crawling towards all of you. It looks like a deflated balloon, only a deflated balloon the size of a bungalow. And it is crawling, dragging itself along with tentacles and teeth towards all of you. What does one of you want to do? Whoever has a good idea, let's hear it. I'm going to trap it to start with. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, So let's roll to, that's going to be your magic. So use magic. 2d6 plus weird. Tell me what you uh tell me what you get. Uh that is 10 again. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So you close your eyes, you visualize the pitch, you take a ball. When you throw kind of a trap ball at someone, what color does the ball glow? Um, it glows like a dark purple. Yeah, so it's now kind of glowing dark purple. And you throw a delightful sinker that hits this thing right in the middle of its big, bloated, deflated self. And this dark purple kind of scatters out into a spider web and kind of anchors it down like it's under a weighted blanket. Anyone that wants to act against this thing right now is going to get plus one to their rolls. I think it's time for me to banish this thing. Yeah. Sounds good. Darby, roll to banish. 
power invested in me by Wegmans. <sighs> Six. Oh, oh, no. This thing is tricky. Um, <sighs> wait, with 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 the extra plus one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you you try to cast out the evil. You you and this thing is literal gluttony. So you're like, oh, that's evil. Okay. And you kind of plant and you kind of bring your hands out and you start, you know, the, the various holy incantations. And this thing is not going anywhere. You oh. realize that the hunger is being tethered to this plane by something. Oh. Uh, and you realize what that something is. No, 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 no. Your actual hunger. And not just yours, the hunger of Nick Winkler, who in this moment you turn and realize is standing just outside the freezer section looking in, and slowly eating a rotisserie chicken. Nick! That sounds like Nick. Nick, hey! Oh. Whoa! Mm. Uh, I would like to look Nick Winkler in the eyes and I look around at all my friends and I look back at Nick Winkler, and I let us know that we are all full now. All right. Mindy, 2d6 plus weird, and I'll give you a plus one because you know exactly what you need to do. Nine. Okay. You kind of focus in. We are all full now. We are all full now. We are all full. A nine's a partial success. But what that means is that this worked too well. Everyone in Wegmans in that moment pauses, kind of cocks their head to the side. We are all full now. We are all full now. Oops. And in the parking lot, you see everyone stare at the heavens and say, we are all full now. We are all full now. We are all full now. And Nick Winkler puts his rotisserie chicken down on the ground, cleans his hands, and says... You know, I'm all full now. You turn back and look at the hunger and it's gone. Banished. You did it, Mindy. Mathers! Oh. I hand Nick Winkler my handkerchief. Oh, thanks. Mm. Ooh, I am full. Oh my God, it's Nick Winkler. Was there uh, some kind of Little League mystery you were all solving? <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Nick, mm. Nick, this is my friend Zlobs, and this is O'Darcy, and this is Mathers. We're all in the we're all in place little league baseball. Players. Yeah, we uh, we 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 play for the Somerville Sunflowers. It's really cool if you came. I'm a catcher. Ah, oh, that's great. And uh, Morgan, is it? We keep running into each other here. <laughs> <laughs> is Wait, it happened, more than, happened more than once. Oh yeah, I forgot, Zlobs. Morgan, <laughs> so- Morgan. <laughs> All right, well, congratulations for whatever it is you just did. I'm going to go back to the garden and hit some dingers. <gasps> and Nick Winkler kind of majestically turns and <gasps> leaves the way. <laughs> Bye, Nick. <laughs> and so it was that day that the cause of the pizza delivery mystery was was resolved. A manifestation of hunger was banished from this earth. The epilogue is this. Sometime later, a 2002 Toyota Camry rolls back up to the uh, to the service road of Longstalk Field, where Mr. Mathers is standing there, his math book in one hand and an empty cooler that once contained 30 hot dogs in the other. Hey, everybody. Hey, Mr. Mathers. Did you adjust the... Settings of the driver's seat? Yes. 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 Hmm. Would you mind adjusting them back? Of course, Mr. Mathers. Sorry, Dad. I saw the inside of Nick Winkler's mind today. Hmm. How about that? Well, you can all tell me all about it when you are. In my garage, all four of you fixing my car. Uh, Okay, Mr. Mathers. Sure, Dad. Little League is inspired by the horror-themed baseball simulator web game Blaseball, created by the Game Band. Little League has no affiliation with Blaseball or the Game Band. Play Blaseball at Blaseball.com. Original music composed by Kate Hardley. John Serpico was the Game Master. Your players were Bridget Copes, Kaylee Kane, Marissa Farmer, and Joey T. Badger. Sound engineering by Kate Hardley. Watch the show and enjoy the live acting and costumes at youtube.com slash thesplortshub. Blittle League is created live weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thesplortshub.